brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Yes, it's sipping time again. Hello and welcome to this episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. I doubt that. I don't know. I don't stay up that late anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, old. I mean, I, I might get up at 2 a.m. to, you know, run to the bathroom, but uh, I, I'm usually passed out on the couch. And at by three two. and at four. <laughs> no, I have a urologist that takes care of that sort of stuff for me. So He pees for you? That's cool. That's yeah. a nice urologist. That's yeah. an extra service. Oh, he's yes. got warm hands. So, <laughs> <laughs> when my wife was pregnant, I offered to go pee for her. It's like I feel bad for you. If I could pee for you, I'd pee for you. But no, didn't work. Well, you do. So, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. It's a pleasure to be here. Last night I was driving through the Everglades. They had a fire out there. Kind of smells the same in the glasses today. <laughs> <laughs> Made Man Maury. Good morning, Bob. I love the the smell of uh, damp wood in the basement. And good old boy, Justin. Good morning, I, I, Bob. Love I'm your sorry. kilt. I'm sorry. The, the urologist said damp wood. Hmm. That's just not right. It's a condition. <laughs> he, has, he has medicine. It'll take care of that for you. And good old boy, Harmy. Well, thank you for having me, Bob. I really appreciate being here. Oh, well, by the way, Roll Tide. No, there's no no buzzer for me. Just lost some more listeners. Smug little pistol, get out of my sight and stay out. Yeah, Yeah. I got a whole computer full of them. Okay, (laughs) Brent Moore. I married into this dude. I don't even care. Brent Moore and myself are with the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals, with representation in eight states. Can you name them? Hmm? Putting you on the spot. Can you name the eight states? Yes, I can, but I'm not telling you. It's a secret. <laughs> with representation eight states, our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. Check us out on Facebook at The Bourbon Mafia. Our show is also sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the enigmatic machines that still don't work, even though he says they do. I had them working for a whole day. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, I need luck. Which, if they were working, would be serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. They used to. They'll work again, man. They'll work mm-hmm. again. You can find them at www.finespirits.net. And our show is also sponsored in part by the Fort Lauderdale Whiskey Society. To find out more about the society and their events, you can visit them at ftlws.com. And our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, coffee, tea. And today's show, we will be discussing some whiskeys from James Pepper Distillery, from Ardbeg, and from independent bottler Last Drop Distillers. And here's a list, uh, list of the whiskeys we're going to be tasting today. From, uh, from James Pepper Distillery, we have the 1776 Bourbon. We have the 1776 Rye. The 100 proof versions of both. Uh, from Last Drop Distillers, we have Tom's Blend Number 1. From Last Drop Distillers, we have the 1971 Blend. 
from Last Drop Distillers, we have the 56-year-old blend. Yeah, that's 5-6. And from Ardbag, we have Trivon 19-year, the new release that just came out. So we're going to have Justin tell us a little bit about our sips ratings. Okay. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. I thought he was doing Scottish. <laughs> he said he was going to. Two sips. Hold, hold on. Hold, wait, wait. Hold. That's Scottish. First off, he has to wait until he hears the noise. And then second off, he's once Scottish. Wow. I'm telling you, man, that last man, was, he was not Scottish. That's more Scottish. Yeah, that's, <laughs> they, they <laughs> I, say, I say, son, uh, that, that don't sound very Scottish to me. Do you have any music for us? No Scottish music? We'll get him in the mood. Some bagpipes. Bagpipes. Yeah, there you go. He's not even ready, man. It's like no, it's too early I, in the morning. I didn't bother getting bagpipes on because we have stuff other than scotch on this show, and I figured you guys could actually handle it, but uh, no, apparently yeah. not. We're not professional enough to handle it. All right, moving on. Handbook, scotch, go ahead. Two sips. Nice. What else do you have? Oh, my God. Well, isn't that nice? It's like if you took Sean Connery and (laughs) poured, I don't know, battery acid in his mouth and then beat him with a stick. I was just thinking hitting him with a hammer. Yeah. Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? (laughs) It's just getting worse. (laughs) It's like he's got a mouthful of marbles, maybe. Is it it just me or are you just excited to get to five? Because it seems to get worse with every number. I want, I want, I want to be, let's, let's make it through this. Come on, there's only two more sips. Come on. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That was actually better. That was, <laughs> that better. was the best. Scotsman with a speech impediment. Five sips. Oh, my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Holy cow. He's he's almost ready to go on the Stern show with that speech impediment. All right. Stern's still on? Of course. All right. So we're going to have Brent tell us a little bit about uh, the James Pepper Distillery and the 1776 whiskey. Thanks, Bob. The James E. Pepper Distillery and the Pepper family itself have a long history in the distilling business. The distillery can trace its roots back to its founder, Elijah Pepper, who began distilling in 1780. He was followed in the business by his son, Oscar Pepper, who took over in 1838. It was Oscar who hired a Scottish chemist to help Dr. run... Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper? Yeah. <laughs> no. He hired a <laughs> Scottish chemist to help run the distillery by the name of Dr. James C. Crow. That dude was a legend in the bourbon. Oh, yeah. He was later gained fame for the creating the old Crow brand in bourbon. The, so working together, Oscar and James Crow perfected the sour mash process for making a whiskey, a process that is still widely used by most distillers today. Probably over 90% of the distillers are using their 95. Probably 99. Yeah, 99. I mean, yeah, who's, who's only, doing sweet mash? Yeah, uh, there's two. Well, two there's Trail, um, Peerless. Yeah. There's just, one more. It's escaping. There's, me, yeah, so. there's only a Rabbit few. Ridge do uh, sweet mash? No, Rabbit Hole, no. Rabbit Hole, yeah. sorry. So in 1867, Oscar Pat and his son, Colonel James E. Pepper, took over the distillery. James was a larger-than-life figure. A noted horseman, he maintained large stables, thoroughbreds, and raced many of them in the Kentucky Derby. He actually won one, too. Yeah, so. Ooh, that's not bad. Yeah, that, that's It's a tough good. thing to do. Only one person does that a year. Exactly. 
He traveled in a private rail car called the Old Pepper and was a friend of many of the leaders at the time. He also helped introduce the world to the old-fashioned cocktail, which said to have been created in his honor by a bartender at the famed Pendennis Club in Louisville. Colonel Taylor nicknamed his whiskey Old 1776 in honor of his grandfather's original revolutionary era recipes. In 1879, he built the James E. Pepper Distillery, the largest in the U.S. at the time. With the dawn of prohibition in the U.S., the James E. Pepper Distillery was one of only six distilleries granted permits to sell whiskey for medicinal purposes. Medicinal, medicinal. You can rub it on me. It's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, they can get yourself a, uh, a prescription. And, um, so the company continued to operate until 1958 when it was closed. Fifty years later, entrepreneur Amir P. acquired the brand, and after much research into the brand, their recipes, and their process for whiskey making, they resurrected the 1776 brand by contract distilling their whiskey with other existing distilleries. In 2017, the historic Pepper Distillery was renovated and rebuilt. The copper still system was rebuilt by Vendome by referencing the original 1934 mechanical drawings, and the first batch of new make spirit came off the still December 21st, 2017. Okay, very cool. Yeah. So let's get to that first whiskey. This is a, uh, a 1776 straight bourbon, 100 proof, 50% ABV, non-sheltered. So non-sheltered? What's that? Non-sheltered? Non-sheltered. Non-chill filtered? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's been drinking. Contracted. Who's been drinking? I don't want to know. I want to know who that person's been. <laughs> that's just that's just horrible. It's a kids, much more efficient kids way listen to, to this it. show, don't yeah. they? Oh, right, right. I was just abbreviating it. We'll just call it Childered from now on. Right. 50% corn, 39% rye, 4% uh, malted barley, and this is sourced from MGP. So the color, we got a 1980s copper penny color to this. You know, yeah, not a 70s, not a 70s, no, 70s, no. A little darker. this is lighter than the copper Seven, penny. 70s is darker. Yeah, much lighter. 70s, yeah. that Afro thing going with the platform shoes. They got more right. brass and less copper in the 80s because it was getting yeah, expensive. You know, that's why it's a little bit lighter. Yeah. You know, there's just too much weird knowledge in this room. You got to no, this is just yeah. wrong. Yeah. So I, prefer, I prefer stuff. Bob's disco this is references. Fun stuff. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Not yet. So on the nose, one of the things that comes out is that vanilla and cinnamon. I get that. Uh, it's a l little bit of other, some cocoa, and I, I get a But the vanilla and cinnamon really come out on the nose to me. A little bit of baking spice on there. But when it hits the palate, the first thing I get right away was that I got some spearmint. I followed a caramel, vanilla. I uh, got some citrus notes. And then... Then I got some. Uh, then I got some cinnamon that followed that up. The after I uh, added a couple drops of water, the cinnamon just popped, mm. and then the spearmint kind of the spearmint kind of died off a bit. But I'm, I'm, now that it's sat in my glass, that spearmint's coming back up. Yeah, the spearmint is coming back again. I get it more again right now as well. The uh, the finish on this nice, beautiful finish. You know, I mean, it's an you know it's an MGP product. It's uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know, this is something that you're going to be able to put in your glass, enjoy it. Of course, the Hunter Proof is right at that sweet spot for this, I think. They make a cast strength version, I believe. I know they make one for the rye. Yeah, this is this is really nice. You know, that finish really comes through. 
you know, it's well, next enjoy time it. I get up to Kentucky, I'll swing by and see if I can pick us up. And catch yeah, I'd like one. to visit their new their, their new facility. Yeah, That'd be it's, nice. it's real pretty. I, I when I asked him, I was in Lexington, and I didn't make it by. And we'll be back. And we're back, and we're talking about some of the uh, 1776 straight bourbon from the uh, Pepper Distillery. So uh, Brenton was telling us what he thought about him. What do you think about Justin? I think that the spearmint actually died off for me after a while. And the, it hasn't um, come back for you? It was very strong when we first opened it and put it in. And then as air got to it, for me, it died off. And the citrus charred oak kind of increased. And the finish was pretty nice. I think this was a pretty well-made spirit. What did you think, Harm? I think your nuts, uh, the spearmint's there. There's no citrus. You said citrus chart oak, right? I, I said citrus chart oak. Did you mean that? I did. But then now you didn't misspoke, misspeak. No. No. I get I get what Brent got. I got the that little bit of cocoa, the cinnamon, vanilla. I got a lot of oak on the nose. But I mean the as it opens up, it went to spearmint, I guess. But the spearmint really is on the palate for me. Uh a lot of nuttiness here too. It's very pretty. Um, I don't get that citrus at all, but uh, the finish was medium, and I enjoyed it. There's nothing wrong with this whiskey. No, I think purchase you know, products are well okay. Made, yeah, and yeah. They, they they tell you the truth up right front, so there you're fine. What do you think? Um, I agree with Harm actually 100. percent I thought that That'll the see Justin, you're wrong, yeah. wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful whiskey. The experiment is interesting. Uh, it does not throw it out of balance. A little bit of water didn't hurt. Actually uh, magnified some of the flavors that Harm talked about. Uh, well-made whiskey, uh, very enjoyable, and um, very well-made. Yeah, I thought I thought it was well-made. I thought this is you know this is this is good stuff. This is not you know. I got this in the store. I think four or five years ago. It was nowhere near as good as this. This this batch they've done recently is excellent. Yeah, I mean I agree with you, yeah. Harm. I yeah. think it's gotten better. Yeah. yeah, I think the first ones were only ninety proof too, right? Yeah. And this, I think this hundred yeah. proof really is May a sweet a spot for him. Yeah. Yes, it I is. Agree. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's a solid whiskey that I think any of us would be happy to drink. Oh, so, on a daily basis for oh, sure. Yeah, not a problem. So we're going to be rating this one three sips. Interesting. So we're going to our next one, and we're going to have Justin tell us about that. So, so this is seventeen seventy six straight rye. It's a hundred proof or fifty percent alcohol by volume. It's non-chill filtered, or as we say, chiltered. It's 95% rye and 5% malted barley since it's sourced from MGP. That's their their classic uh, mash bill for the rye. So non-age statement, right? If you've ever tried the Bullet 95 rye, it tastes pretty similar to that. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> it's got a medium brown color. This spirit has a lot more dill than... That one, the and bullet, the yeah. white pepper comes through, and I get a lot of leather. It definitely... Don't bring your fetish into this, dude. This is a family show. <laughs> definitely tastes like a high rye spirit. People like this are a menace to decent society. <laughs> <laughs> On the palate, I get uh, pepper comes through. Dill was the strongest flavor it's in The dill there, is overpowering. Followed yeah. by <laughs> clove, then pepper, then oak. Yeah. And the finish... It's not bad, but wasn't as well made as their as their bourbon. What did you think, Maury? I agree, Justin. I thought that this whiskey was a little less balanced than I'd like. I thought the dill was a little overpowering on both the nose 
and the pallet. I'd call it a dill bomb if there's such a thing. And uh, there is now. Somebody put a pickle in my whiskey. Other than that, I agree with what you said. I think it's got the pepper on the back end. It's got a medium finish. It's got a nice color. Um, you know, it's a well-made whiskey, but for me, not as good as the bourbon. Yeah, that dill, the nose on the with the nose on the dill. What kind of overpowers the other, all the other flavors in it? I've, I, you know, we talked about dill and whiskey before, Brent, and I just, I've never had one that was this overpowering. Well, yeah, dill. it's, it's over, it kind it's of overpowers it. Balance. it. And water kind of, didn't really change that very much. Yeah, I mean, I had some pineapple in it. Um, I think you know, the, I dill, some, the, the dill for me faded to pineapple, but that was yeah. rough. One. Well, well, maybe that's it. But then I, you know, I added a couple drops of water. The pineapple disappeared, but then it came back right on the palate. You know, on your on your finish. Can I have the squeeze bottle. The, the uh, yeah, the yeah, it I've came back on your, like a came tricks. back on the finish. So that was enjoyable. Um, you know, so I did get some of the extra flavors in here, but the dill was overpowering on both on the nose and you know in the most nose especially. Bob? And unlike the, uh, I'm sorry, unlike the first one, which I thought actually benefited from some air and some time in the glass, I thought the bourbon really actually improved quite a bit while we were uh, tasting it. This one didn't really uh, change very much. Would you use this for a cocktail, Maury? Would I? Yeah. No. No? I think it's And the dill's overpowering? I think the dill's overpowering. I think if you did a Bloody Mary with substituting bourbon, go. it would work. Is that a thing in your yeah. world? It's, it'll be a thing now. <laughs> Bloody bourbons, yeah, yeah, really, oh yeah, people are weird, man. Let's don't 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 do this. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Joe, what do you think? Look, this isn't a Romulan labor camp. I don't have to answer your questions. <laughs> I don't give a damn what you think. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you like it? I like MGP. Do you see five lights, Bob, or and four MGP lights? MGP generally is going to have that dill note, which. It's fine with me. This one is a little bit more than some, oh. but it doesn't throw me off. It, I, it's I not offensive it. tasting, no, but I the dill is absolutely fine. Right. No, it's... It's just... It, the dill's throwing me off because I, I prefer citrusy rise with the you know the clove and the mm. pepper orange peel citrus the, right you want ginger that, right i'm yeah. used to having that you know when you say say the mgp rye i'm used to getting that tingly you know that that tingly pepper feeling in my yeah, mouth yeah. Mm. and i don't really get that with this and well, I, I get i get the pepper there. flavor there. Yeah, I, get yeah. I get it i don't get I as mean, much it's of there the but i mean it's there but it's not like as yeah not prominent as most of them that i get i get from some there. clove i get the dill obviously i get some oak i get the pineapple as well um you know well made you know, I think, uh, you know, decent one. So, um, all in all, yeah, I, I liked it. So, we're going to be giving the, uh, we're going to be rating this one three sips. Interesting. And that brings us to our next brand. And we're going to have Maury tell us a little about the Last Drop Distillers. Okay. Thank you, Bob. The Last Drop Distillers was founded by James S.B., Tom Jago, and Peter Fieck, three men with well over 100 years of combined experience in the whiskey industry. James had a hand in the development of many major brands such as JMB, Johnny Walker, and Chivas Regal. Tom was also responsible for development of several major brands himself, such as Johnny Walker Blue, and he was the man behind the development of Bailey Cyrus Cream Liqueur. That's that's actually a fascinating story if you read how that all came about. Really? I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. I met I met James several years ago. I did not know he yeah, was, was with, yeah. with the Baileys too. It 
the reason it's fascinating is he took a glut of cream on the market, which because of government regulations, there were subsidies and tax credits and things of that nature and was able to actually take something that was available in surplus and developed a product that just absolutely took off like a rocket. Wow. So, you know, yeah. brilliant guy. Crazy. Yeah. Peter spent his life in the drinks trade of his home country, South Africa, and was responsible for such brands as Smirnoff Vodka, J&B Rare Scotch, and Chivas Regal. Together with Tom and James, he also created the Malibu brand. Rather than retiring... I'm sorry, that's a strike against him, dude. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Rather than retiring, these gentlemen <laughs> decided to turn their attention to something Pays a little your bit rent, different. Be quiet. I like that in college, I don't know. And created Water one last unique brand. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. The Last Drop Distillers. The Last Drop was established to seek out hidden parcels of old whiskeys stored in the back of old and distant warehouses and bringing them back to the true whiskey connoisseur. After much searching, their first discovery was three barrels of Oshentoshin, which led to the 1960 release and the 1,347 bottles offered to the world. And their work continues, searching the world, looking for rare and unique spirits worthy enough to be bottled under the last drop label. So interesting, really interesting uh, business model. So the first uh, sample that we have from them is the last drop distillers, Tom's Blend Number 1. It's an 18-year blended whiskey at 92 proof or 46% ABV. Tom's Blend has been created as a tribute to Tom Jago, president and co-founder of the last drop distillers a lifelong devotee of blended scotch whiskey at 6 p.m every evening tom pours himself a dram of a fine scotch blend adds a little water and reflects on his day tom's blend has been created in partnership with charlie mclean and was brought to life by the malt master at ian mcleod's distillers mcleod mcleod this blend is a harmonious. There can only be one. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's a harmonious 18 year old blended Scotch whiskey. We got a Scottish guy that sounds like a Spanish. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. 15% single malt, <laughs> including a wisp of smoke from Isla, rich notes from heavily sherried Highland whiskeys, and in keeping with Tom's particular tastes, some fruity Speyside. This expression is not offered for sale, but is only offered to guests of the last drop or at its special events. That's yeah. a unique thing in itself, you know, that yeah, it's not I, for sale. They just Bob bring it scored. to Bob when, when they were yeah. kind enough to send yeah. us the samples for this. I, I actually was very, very excited at the fact that this is a bottle that literally cannot be. You purchased. cannot be buy it. You can't buy it. And 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 we and Harm and I had the good fortune to try this at the end show in Vegas, and I, I absolutely you know loved it then. But I mean, at that point, I didn't actually know the history, and I didn't know that this was something that was unobtainable. So that makes it twice as much fun so yes. right. so we're going to review something that you can't buy yeah that's right we <laughs> no, tend well, not to do that here's the thing you, you can't, you can't it. buy it there are unicorns we've had on the show but this you, is literally not for sale if yeah. you go to a tasting where they are pouring they always have this this was created because needless to say a lot of their stuff is very rare so they needed something that they could always have to pour so that's what this is so okay yeah so it's very cool anyway uh it's got a beautiful coppery to mahogany color yes it's got you a mean brown, Justin? <laughs> yes, brown. Brown. <laughs> Correct. It's got a lovely nose. <sighs> what I really <sighs> find striking is the mouthfeel. It's got this beautiful, creamy, viscous mouthfeel. Mm. Uh, the palate, you get hints of nougat. You get this multi-layered complexity. 
Um, it, you definitely get some hints of it being an, an old dusty whiskey. It just has some maturity uh, well beyond its 18-year uh, age statement. And then it has a nice medium finish. Uh, I really like this whiskey, and I thought that with air and a couple drops of water, it really opened up beautifully. And just has this really creamy, nougaty, delicious, complex, multi-layered effect on your palate. Uh, so very well done. And even more exciting because it's uh, unobtainable. What do you think, Brent? Oh, this was this was great. I love the the creaminess of this. You know that when you when you take a sip of it and you have that creaminess in your mouth, you just get that nougat right, you know, right off the bat. And then I enjoyed it. I mean, it's one of those ones when you know I'm thinking, okay, a Scotch whiskey. Here I go again, peat, smoke, all that stuff. You know, but I know this is not. I know this is from the uh, the unpronounced uh, land that I have. But um, Isla, yeah. They, why they put an S in there? That's what I can't figure out. But um. Or a it Y. It ends with a Y. I know, but a Y or an S. So yeah, come on, man. Right, but um, this is a beautiful creaminess to your, you know, in your mouth. It's not overall really nice and impressive. I think the reason you may be liking it is it's remember it's not a single malt. It's actually only fifty percent blended. Malt. It's blend, so it's yeah. got some grain whiskeys in there, which I think rounds out the flavor profile nicely. Yeah, and you know very what, much. You know so. what grain whiskey is? Bourbon. Grains. <laughs> it's bourbon. It's corn <laughs> and wheat. Bourbon. It's yeah. bourbon. You're exactly it's right. not really bourbon. I know it doesn't qualify, but it's 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 that lighter style. It's not that heavy malt that 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 turns you off apparently. Right. Hmm. Well, what'd you think? Ma moi. Uh, I agree with uh, Maury on this one, which is crazy, but you know whatever. He's got warm hands. We're on the same <laughs> wavelength today, Harm. Yes. The nose to me smelled like ice cream, vanilla ice cream, and honey and nuts. And it's it changed now. Now it's got more of that leather because you know that my fetish is showing. Uh, the palate exactly you said creamy. Wow, just creamy, buttery. It's beautiful. And uh, there's a little tiny bit of barrel char more than Isla smoke to me. And the finish was very long, sweet, and just a hint of smoke at the end. It was just wispy. I hey, I will drink this all day long if I could ever get it. But there's a whole bottle here on the table. <laughs> there won't be for long. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Justin? I think this was like the best parts of maple syrup and, you know, like eating a cloud in heaven. It was really well balanced. The smoke I, I was, really worry about you, dude. <laughs> what? Eating a cloud <laughs> in <What>? heaven? <laughs> they had the perfect amount of smoke in this. and the Angels finish, put their butts on those clouds, dude. <laughs> The, They're always drawn sitting on those clouds. You've got a weird fetish between the leather and the angel clouds. Correct. And none of and, and none of the you elements. Have you no sense of decency, sir? <laughs> and none of the elements of this spirit were overwhelming. What yeah, did you think? Super Bob? balanced. I thought it was lovely. It was extremely well put together. Um, I think it's very representative of the class of whiskey that that this company seeks out and sells. Um, so I think when they're pouring this at a tasting, it is absolutely getting you ready for the, the next one yeah. that they're going to pour for you. The, the mouthfeel was lovely. It's coating. The finish lasts a very, very, very long time. Um, you know, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with this whiskey. And we're going to rate the uh, Last Trap Stiller's Tom's Blend 18-year, four sips. That's classified. 
All right, so we're moving on to the next one, and we're going to have Harm tell us about that one. Okay, our next whiskey is the Last Drop 1971 Blended Scotch Whiskey, 93.4 proof or 46.7% ABV, or alcohol by volume, as Justin likes to say. Again, they did the 1,352 bottles. Uh, Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible awarded it 97 points. The highest score he's ever given, by the way, is 97.5 points. Uh, 2017 blend of the year and 2017 blend of the year for the 26 to 50-year-old range. This whiskey was distilled in 1971. It was blended in 1983. These are all very young whiskeys, man. I'm older than all these whiskeys. <laughs> and as a premium 12-year-old uh, for sale in the U.S. Oh, okay. As a premium 12-year-old for sale in the U.S.A. It was first blended in 83 as a 12-year-old right, in the right, U.S. Right. market. Thanks for going off script. Awesome, oh, dude. You're, you're, it, I, this is poorly written. I, I blame. No, when you stop in mid-sentence and then pontificate, then that's Fine. what happens. The balance after bottling was uh, refilled into X, 11-year-old X Oloroso Sherry Butts. After further nine years of aging, I think they just forgot about this. They, pour, they poured it back in the barrel and forgot. A small volume was siphoned off and bottled as a 21-year-old blend. What remained was refilled once more, and this time into nine-year-old American oak barrels. These nine-year-old casks were returned to the uh, old traditional dunnage uh, maturation warehouse, where they lay for another 24 years until purchased and bottled by the last drop. Yeah, they forgot. In its prime, at the age of 45 years, the 1971 blend can be thus classed as a triple-matured blend, which is possibly unique for such an old whiskey. And, uh, geez, let me tell you, the color is gorgeous, amber to mahogany. The nose has just gotten better as it sits in the glass. O-M-G. Sweet honey, vanilla, orange. Oh, there's... I think uh, somebody said apple, but this is I get more nuttiness and figs. And what really comes to me, that orange peel comes back. It's like when you buy candied orange peels that are that are covered in chocolate. That's that, and then that mm. comes back on the palate. Chocolate orange, uh, just beautiful bakery, mm. Mm. bakery notes, balanced sweetness, and um, it's just uh, just an amazing whiskey. Uh, the finish goes on and on and on, and I just, Brent, you don't even like scotch. What What do you think? It's a chocolate orange. Mm. I mean, it's it's just it's beautiful. I mean, how can you? You have to appreciate something like this because of what they've done to it, how they've seeked it out, what they've did. Everything that they've done here is just amazing. the The palate on this, when I get that, when I have that chocolate it's just a, a beautiful rich chocolate it just lingers in your mouth forever it and the citrus the finish doesn't, doesn't overpower it's it, so balanced right. and it doesn't stop mm-hmm. the the finish doesn't stop it just goes on and on and on and you don't even want to get to your next sip you don't want to get to your next your next uh, whiskey it just sits there and lingers you know well we'll be back and talk a little bit more about this one and we're back and we're still discussing from the last drop distillers their 1971 vintage blended scotch whiskey what did you think about it maury well i think this might be one of the most unique scotches i've had uh not very many of us have had the privilege of uh, drinking or tasting uh, a scotch whiskey this old uh and so that in of itself is a unique experience not to mention the fact that it's just had so many iterations through its life cycle in and out of various different casks and uh i love the way they describe it as a triple matured triple matured blend 
So I pretty much agree with everything that everybody said. Uh, I think the flavors are wonderful. I think the complexity is really unique, something you just don't get in a young whiskey, all those layers of, of uh, complex mm. flavors. I, I, I took my last sip before we went to break. I'm still tasting it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah it's, it's really fantastic. It's, it lasts forever. And yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting close, a, I'm getting a coffee forever. note now at the end. Yeah, a little hint of that coffee definitely comes through at the very end. Yeah, it's just it's it's lovely. I mean, it's 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 like smashing one of those big chocolate oranges you got when you were a kid. I mean, it, it's. But it also benefited from uh, some air. I think it really improved with some time in the glass. Remember, this thing's been cooped up in a barrel or a bottle for a it's long, long time. It's also got up in the tip of the nose, almost this raisiny sweetness to it, almost like a. Really, I'm I'm gonna have to look for that. Almost, one. almost, sort of Madeira-ish, just in the tip. Yeah, I'll give you that. See what that's, I'm saying? I mean, it's not that's overwhelming. It just just that slight, I don't like admitting when you're right, Bob. Stop talking. That slight, sticky, raisiny kind of, oh, yeah, yeah the, the thing that I love in an old whiskey. It's so, so pretty. Yeah, this 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 one is absolutely lovely. Justin, um, did, you, did you have anything to say to this? Yeah, some of the best things in life are accidents, and this is no exception. What his mom said. When he was born. <laughs> That's, That's what, what she they tried him. to sell me on anyway, <laughs> right? And uh oh, it's a, it reminded me of like a Dalmore that would be thirty or forty years yeah. old. Yeah. This is I'm sorry, this is better than almost every Dalmore I've had. And I've had Well some, it is. I've, I've had, had, had a thirty or forty I've had a fifty year old, but it's what he's, I imagine it would he's be. He's talking about the chocolate orange, you know. That's yeah, 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 yeah. About, I know so, that I, yeah. I give that I give you that, yeah. Well, we're going to rate the uh, last drop 1971 blended scotch whiskey a well-deserved five oh sips. My yes! 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 You know, I really want to thank them for sending those samples, but they're so small. There's no more. There's no more. What your wife said. All right. Uh, <laughs> we're going on to the next one, um, which is the last drop distillery 56-year-old blend. It's 94.4 mm. uh, proof, 47.2 ABV. There are 732 bottles of this on planet Earth. This is the 16th release from Last Drop. Obviously, they're now you know their releases are small and and not all that frequent because it's hard to source things. I like met this. James Espy years ago when I got the first release, and I just want to say this real quick. He we tasted some whiskey before I bought it. I left the store that night and I had forgotten to wash the glasses. Came back home, that glass of Last Drop made the room smell amazing. Just. Go ahead, go ahead. Stop. Okay. All right, well, this 16th 56, release. There you go. Like the last one started out as a 12-year-old blend, uh, but this was over 60% single malt blend. Uh, the youngest whiskey in this blend was distilled in 1963. After the blender finished bottling, the remaining blended whiskey that they had was then refilled into sherry casks for further maturation. The blend was then transferred into four ex-bourbon casks, where it sat until it was bottled earlier this year. This is the oldest release to date from Last Drop Distillers. So the nose on this is just, oh, it's got this almost candy, like dried apricot, fruity, just beautiful fruity nose to it. I believe you're stuttering. It's this got, is making you stutter. I mean, in their tasting notes that they're they're noting uh, almost a cognac-like sweetness, and, and I absolutely do. That's that dried that fruit you're talking about. Yeah. That's the cognac. And the spice. It's, it's got just the, mm. I don't want to say smoke, but almost a barrel char element to it. I'm thinking that's probably from the ex-bourbon barrel. Um, but it's got an amazingly good uh, nose on it on the palate. 
Mm. Again, a little bit of sort of that wood fire note to it. Um, it's got some amazing fruit to it. You get a little bit more of the smoke on the exhale uh, on the back palate. But the, the amazing thing of this one, when I, when I first tasted it, was I tasted it and I just started counting in my head. And five minutes later, I still had it in my mouth. I mean, the finish on this thing is unreal. It just continues to go and go and go and go. Um, this one is absolutely lovely. And if it was if it was in my price range, trust me, I'd have a couple of these. So yeah, You don't spend five range. grand on a whiskey? Yeah. Sure. 750 your, milliliters. What's your last four digits? 750 of your whole milliliters, my friend. <laughs> what's what's the last four digits of your social? <laughs> yeah, the, I just I talked to the IRS yesterday. They were, they called me and said there's a arrest warrant out for me, and I need to give them my social security Thank number gosh. and address. Yeah, and and you need to wire some money to my account. Exactly. Buy, so buy, I had to buy Apple business cards. Make or it go away cheap. Yeah. Well, what do you think of this one, Harm? I have nothing left to say, dude. I interrupted you already. Let somebody else talk. This is so freaking good. I just want to taste it. How's that? It shut right. me up. Well, Bob, Maury, you say something. <laughs> Maury, what'd you think? Wow. Um, well, like Harmeet, I might be a little bit at a loss for words. It's really just a phenomenal whiskey. It's like history in a glass. It's, again, I think these older whiskeys just have layers and complexity that you just don't see in younger whiskeys that are that are delicious, but just the layer upon layer. And, and so by law, they disclose only the youngest whiskeys. The youngest whiskeys are 1963. Yeah, the youngest. Correct. So that, that first one you were talking about, that uh, first release from the Akintoshan barrels, the three Akintoshan barrels, the grain whiskey they had they put in there was pre World War II, so they have, they tell you yeah. the youngest one again, but yeah. the, the oldest whiskeys in there are pre World War. Oh II. yeah, I mean the, easily so, there yeah. could be whiskeys in this blend that are you know sixty seventy years old. Easy. So easy. Oh wow. What do you think, Brent? You're the guy that loves scotch. I know, <laughs> I know, but and you guys say I mean I got smoke on the nose and the. And on the palate right off, right away. It's so mild, I know, but dude. I, I know, I know you're that, but guy. I mean, you guys are saying there's not there, but I, I, but, but I got that right away. And I also got that those those fruity notes. Those, it's uh, very, it's very delicate. So it's not like an overpowering smoke, but it was a nice, very delicate, complex. I mean, every single time you taste it, or you know, what, you know it, I'll give you, I'll give you grilled apricots. You can, you can. Every single time you taste it and you can nose it, you can get another flavor out of it. I mean, there's so many. I mean, every single time I've done it, it's just like, oh, I picked up that now. Mm. Oh, I picked. It's just. It just continues. It, it just to continues. This to is evolve. one of the most complex whiskeys I've ever tasted. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's just a great. Just a Does great. Has anybody here tasted anything older? Maybe you guys at the end. I have. I their first release yeah. was older. I thought they said this is the oldest they've ever released. I've had a few. No, this is the oldest. Older, with, this. This is the oldest where they have a, the age statement. The The first release was not officially as old, but had older whiskeys in it. And well, I've had, this I've says had, it's the oldest release from them. Okay. Well, Justin? By the youngest. Justin, what do you think? So every area of Scotland has their own unique style of scotch. This scotch to me seems like it has the best of many different regions of Scotland all in one glass. And they're in harmony. I think That's I think really the Scotch impressive. raised his IQ, man. He is astute today. That was good. Wow. He's actually what? he's actually said something right. What? <laughs> <laughs> Even a broken clock's right twice a day. No, Justin's often right. I just don't like admitting it. But this one, yeah, you hit it, you hit it on the head, dude. That's it. It's the best of all the regions of Scotland. It's done very well. Well, let's just cut to the chase. I mean, obviously, this is five sips. I mean, there's oh my yeah. Yeah. 
And the only reason yeah. it's five is because we can't yeah. give out six. So this right. one is this one was stunning. This one was absolutely stunning. So pry open your uh, checkbooks, kids. Or if, if, does anybody use checks anymore? I don't think I've written a check. Oh, I use them all the time. Yeah. Remember, you can use your credit card whether you pay for it. It's up to you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right. So we are now coming up to the last whiskey of the show, and we're going to have uh, Harm tell us about that one. Ardbeg Trayvon is, uh, or Trayvon is a 19-year-old, 92.4 proof, 46.2% alcohol by volume, matured in American oak and ex Oloroso sherry casks. Named for Isla's Trayvon, a beach known locally as the Singing Sands, where the soft sands sing beneath your feet. But while beautiful, this beach can also be treacherous. There are jagged volcanic rocks to pierce the sands along the shore. Where are your flip-flops, kids? Ardbeg Trayvon is meant to reflect this character, seductively smooth on the nose before sudden, intense, rugged flavors come to the fore. This is the first time in 20 years that Ardbeg will release an aged whiskey that is a permanent expression. Uh, produced in a single batch each year, each annual batch of Trayvon will feature a unique uh, code on the carton bottle and the foot of the label, with subtle differences in flavor profiles for each year. Ardbeg fans can research uh, their batch code on ardbeg.com for more information about the whiskey story. Um, I already sold out of this stuff. It literally came out last week or two, yeah, two weeks ago. It's already gone. It's phenomenal. And I, and I got a huge allocation of this. I took the last bottle home myself last night. And uh, we just celebrated my wife's birthday. Beautiful. Beautiful whiskey. The color is uh, a, like a lemon yellow. It's very light. Or it's if so you're cool Justin, that he it's Did you get a call that he had it in? Hmm? Did you get a call? I put it on Instagram, and most of the people who, literally, my Ardbeg heads are so nutty, they texted me at 6 a.m. Who texts me at 6 a.m.? I go to bed at 2 and 3. So, and they're never up at 6 a.m. The week week before the thing comes out, they're like, this is coming, man. This is coming at 6 a.m. We're lucky he's awake now. Yeah, I'm awake now. But uh, the, the nose. It's kind of like that uh, that reminds me of a little bit of Ardbeg drum, but nowhere near as as, as uh, fruity. A grilled pineapple, wood smoke, uh, leather, licorice, tons of licorice coming out of here. Pine and, and a little bit of vanilla cheesecake. Well, just vanilla, not cheesecake. Who's why did I write cheesecake? I don't know. Oh, I just want to keep smelling this. This is just I love this kind of stuff. This is intense but super balanced. It's so- sour, sweet, and smoky all at once. Uh, the palate. Let me try it again. Mm. I think you were gargling. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the it's so on the palate. It's not that oily, heavy coat like the previous whiskeys we had. It's lighter, more lithe on the palate. That high alcohol volume comes through. It's uh, smoked chili, um, a little salty, a little sweet. I, I mean, I there's nothing wrong with this whiskey. I love it. It's my new girlfriend. Well. We know how much Brent loves stuff like this. So, <laughs> yes. in, in honor of Brent, I, I thought we would go to him next. Yeah. Yes. Yes, this is exactly it. I was driving through the Everglades last night, and my car is filled with the smoke from the fire that was burning. And this is the same exact... Uh, so, I, I think we just go out to the Everglades, and we can get the same thing. 
as I'm pretty convinced of that. But well, the crocodiles is, aren't don't come with the bottle here. But this is a but you know what though this is a nice balance of it. You know, a lot of times when you get something that's that's smoky, it's like it's smoky and it's peaty and it's and it kind of overpowers. This is overpowers. This overpowers, but then it has a whole balance afterwards of all the, of all the different flavors that kick in. You know, because I really did get really did get some of this uh, a little bit of chocolate and paprika on it, and then it, so I got a little bit of fruit. Mm. Um, it was nice. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not the the smoke. While well, at first it seemed Funny to overpower it, this tune. Mm. no, the smoke that overpowers it at first gets balanced out by some of the I other think, flavors. I think there's been two breakthroughs today. <laughs> I think the time, though, no, I would, yeah. I, in Brett's def- in Brent, in Brent's defense, I would argue that when the when the dram was first poured, it was overpowering with smoke. It was mm-hmm. like you just, op- you know, leaned now over you a little bit of it. You need a little out. blow off, yeah. Yeah, it's kind and of it's balanced off. off. It's like now you, you can get those under layers. I could not get a lot of those you didn't layers really? and flavors oh, dude. Yeah. right away. Well, did you put water in it or no? Uh, I didn't put water I in it yet. It doesn't need it, but I I do it anyway. But just to yeah. bring it out a little bit. I don't know when you but turned it, around. I mean, when you turned around and handed it to Harm. I, but yeah, that's yeah. That was that was the yeah. feeling. That was the feeling. Yeah, but it really. I mean, this, well, while the smoke was really intense at first, it really balanced out. You know, after you know, after a little while, it's like okay, wow. The water too smoke cuts is like the smoke gone. a little bit. Smoke is gone. It balances pineapple out. Comes it's, up. It's, uh, mm-hmm. But you do get it's that, very enjoyable that, after that, that smoky pineapple for sure. And all those other other uh, flavors that that Harm had mentioned, they Vanilla, really come through. Vanilla, chili, paprika. Oh, it's there. There's a little chocolate coming at the end. Mm-hmm. And I also think the first couple of sips deaden your palate a little bit, and and it will and, numb your lips. The phenol in this it will numb your lips. Immune, yeah. It makes you sort of immune to the yeah. to the smoke. I don't know. I'm still trying to work the peat out of my system from the trip. So. <laughs> You are a bastard. He keeps bringing up that trip to Isla. He went to Ardbeg and got the Chenin Blanc cask. God. Well, we went, uh, got invited to go to Ardbeg for the Fish Festival for Ardbeg Day. Yeah. And oh. sat in one of the warehouses with Mickey Heads, pulling barrel samples and, and drinking literal. I mean, every expression, roller coaster, alligator, 20 something, almost there. Every named expression you remember You're make me weep today, we had at some point during the three days that we were in iowa and i heard some talking about this but they didn't have any there for us but it's you know and it was absolutely one of the one of the best trips i've ever taken i mean they couldn't have been kinder and we, we couldn't have had a, a better trip to iowa i mean we literally went to the peat bog that's owned by mickey heads his own peat bog i mean it was just it was an amazing trip um, but this one, I, I wish they'd have had this one out because I would have been drinking the heck out of this. It was fish, so they had the drum, and we were drinking a lot of that, a lot of that. Um, but this one is this one's lovely, and I, and it's not forty five hundred dollars. It's only like around three hundred retail, but it's less. Well, it's fine spirits. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I know. My, <laughs> Total wine at forty nine ninety five. The the, uh, the 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 jerks texting me at six a.m. got significant discounts. I wouldn't give them a discount if they woke me up. <laughs> charge them more for waking you up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Those right. are the knuckleheads. I'd be charging you know forty five hundred bucks to hell with them. So, I, uh, <laughs> I, I was I was asleep for two hours. I was good. <laughs> but oh wow, sounds like his sex life. Um, <laughs> digressing. So we are going to rate the uh, art bag Trivon nineteen year old four sips. That's classified. 
Well, that's all the time that we have for uh, this today. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. You can catch all of our shows where you found this one, as well as on terrestrial and satellite radio and online at iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, CBS Radio, Radio.com, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, PRX, and 4,000 other places. Pretty much any place you can listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google, or whoever the person is that talks back to you, play podcasts, Sip Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at SipsudSmoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. You can also check us out on Instagram at SipsudsAndSmokes or at MadeManBob. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. It's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank our co-hosts. Thank you, Brent. Well, thank you. I may never get this smoke taste out of my mouth, but it was enjoyable <laughs> while it lasted. But it's still lasting. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. Another wonderful day in the basement. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you, Bob. Wow. What a day. Ah, what the hell. Thank you, Harm. Thank you, Bob. This is just awesome. I will never forget this. You weren't even this. born with the sense God gave the common dog. You know, I'm surprised you didn't play that till the end. I was saving it for you. Thank you. I just, ah, uh, I just, I want to just not go. I'm literally supposed to be at a birthday party for my wife, but I just want to stay here and drink whiskey. You didn't hear that, it's honey. All it's gone. all gone. I know his wife. I'd rather be her drinking whiskey, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, happy birthday, sweetheart. Roll Tide. For Sip, Sudden Soaks, this is Made Man Bob, and thank you for joining us. been a one-tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.